0: Third Shift presents The Imposters Guide to Gaming, your quick fix for gaming news. Here are your
1: hosts, Eric and Matt. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to IG2G. This is episode 32. This is our E3 Fantastical, What your favorite things from E3 extravaganza episode. You know, I'm starting the show off so I can say this first before anybody even gets to say hello, or even get to introduce anybody. I'm saying I'm glad we did it this way, because we had talked about doing, oh, maybe do like an emergency E3 episode, and jut it in right after E3, and I went, nah, that's cool, we'll just wait, and now it is good, because now that we're back in, you know, the depressing dark miasma that we all live in, in and the world at large, I got to go back this week and go, hmm, man, look, E3 was a thing, look at all these cool things I forgot about, and I get to just get my happy pack on, and just... March down the hill. It was really good. So, I, of course, am your host, Matt. I've been going on for 49, 54 seconds right now. With me, as always, is Eric. Say hello, Eric. Hi, my name's Eric. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) With us also is Danny. Say hello, Danny. Hello, Danny. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's get the show going in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go. Bam. Number 5.
0: All right, starting
2: this off, everybody. I'm gonna start off with a whammy. I'm gonna start off with an actual surprise, something I wasn't expecting at E3 that hit me like a hammer. It hit me like a a bowling ball or whatever those what are those what are those balls that the one lady was rolling in on that song? Wrecking ball. I don't know. A <laughs> wrecking ball.
1: Oh, I was wrong.
2: <laughs> oh God. Hit me like a wrecking ball, and that game is Control. And, of course, it was developed, is developed, is going to be developed by Remedy. It's not out yet. It's not coming for quite a while, but I had no idea this game was being made. I had no, nothing about it, knew nothing about it. Wait a
1: minute. It. That's a lie. I told you they were working on a game.
2: No, no, I, but I knew nothing about it, like Control itself. I just only, I still, I only I still knew don't Remedy know anything was working on something about <laughs> well, and that's and that's where I'm going with this, so It's funny because uh, they revealed this really cool trailer, had this cool chick, and, of course, she's Jessie Faden, and she's apparently the director of some secret weird organization or something, and she's finding her role as the director in it, and the whole place shifts. It's like a huge building, and it shifts, and all sorts of weird stuff's happening. People are floating. The walls are changing. Her gun is changing. She's got, like, some cool psych... psych psychic abilities she's able to push objects do stuff it's a third person game and there's going to be of course skill trees where you get to use your supernatural combat system or whatever so I've, i imagine you'll be able to go oh i want my psychic abilities maxed out or i want my gun abilities to be maxed out that kind of stuff very interesting always a ton of fun i'm interested in it but as you were just saying matt The trailer really doesn't tell you or show you anything. I have no idea why people are floating, why anything's going on, or what this game really is going to be about yet, but it looks cool, it looks promising, and it's by the boys and girls who made Alan Waig, so I have no problem thinking this is going to be
1: A-plus for me. Absolutely. I still haven't even seen the trailer, but those are my favorite types of trailers where you see a thing and stuff's happening and you don't know why. There's nothing I hate more than like, hey, look, it's going to be a God of War trailer. Well, what do you think is going to happen? He's going to fight a guy. He's going to punch a guy. He's going to hit a guy with an axe. Big whoop. Versus here. Hey, here's a new game coming out. <whispering and sad sound> Interesting things. Unexplained things. <majestic sounds> I mm-hmm. like that.
2: I enjoy it, and it, of course, it gets your interest. You know, you're like now. Nice, yeah. Oh, I want to eat this up. What's it about? What, what's this game about? Oh, it's gonna be as crazy as Alan Wake was. Probably, probably even more so because people are like walking upside down, floating in the air, then coming to and like trying to murder everybody. I don't, I don't awesome. Know. Yeah, looks really cool. If you haven't checked it out, you should, Matt, because you won't be disappointed.
1: Excellent. What do you got for number five, Danny?
0: My number five is Yakuza Kiwami Two. Heck yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting to see anything about this at E3. So it was really cool to see not only this, but they... What was the other one? The one with where they're all roided out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know what you're talking about, but I'll have to talk about it later okay. in the episode. <laughs>
0: the great thing about it is they actually have more Majima in it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I don't think there was to begin with.
1: No, I don't think... I mean, I I haven't played Yakuza 2, actually, Mm -hmm. but I think it was still just in the Kiryu days. Maybe he was like a side, you know, character, because he is from Osaka, which is where 2 takes place. So I'm sure he was around, but he definitely wasn't playable back in the day. Yeah,
0: Yeah, so they made him a playable character in this. So I'm I'm really excited to see this game.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, see, I will say I kind of figured it would be there just because it's coming out in August. Hmm. And it's, I mean, the release date's been floating around for quite a while, so... I, s- I actually haven't seen the tra- the new trailer that they did like they tweeted out just earlier today. Hey, what were your favorite moments from the E3 trailer? And I went, oh yeah, I gotta go watch that. Still, mm-hmm. there's too much E3, man. I know. There's too there much was sometimes. A whole bunch.
0: What did you see, Matt?
1: <laughs> oh boy. Well, I'm gonna say my first two spoiler alert are gonna be Ubisoft heavy because that was one of the w- conferences I watched live, full on. Watched the whole thing. And they actually surprised me a lot. This first one I'm going to talk about is a game I totally forgot about since last E3. It's Skull and Bones. I'm so excited for Skull and Bones because I love pirates. I love pirate ships. I love pirate games. I love pirate anything. And the fact that this is by, you know, the Ubisoft people and they took the Assassin's Creed sailing engine and made a whole game about that, that's just fantastic. I love, I mean, those were the best parts of. Uh, Well, I only played the sailing in Assassin's Creed Rogue, but they were the best parts in Black Flag as well. I just loved sailing my ship around and just blowing up other ships. Did I even do quests or do anything? No. I just (laughs) sailed around and blew up stuff. That's that's what I like to do. This looks like more of that. The graphics are freaking beautiful. Like seeing your little crew members go to work on the pirate ships just looks outstanding. You know, I'm excited to get in, customize my ship, customize all my loadouts, customize what's the other thing, customize all my special abilities that the different ships have. Oh man, That's, I'm just excited for it. I want to play it. 2019 can't get here soon enough so I can get an actual pirate fix. In my research, I was looking at one article and some guy was like, oh, I don't get it. It's just like Sea of Thieves but I mean, it's got Assassin's Creed ship combat. I'm like, yeah, that's what I want. That's exact. That's exactly what I want. Why? Why is that a bad thing? But then he did point out too. Sea of Thieves is on PC and Xbox One. I don't have any of those, so this is going to come out for all the systems. Well, not Switch yet, but probably Switch sometime. But this will come out for PS4, so I get to get it, and I get to be a pirate, and I get to run around and get blown up by other pirates. It'll be great. See, Skull of Bones. One, Steal every was... last <laughs> coin. Shut up, Eric. <laughs> no. Steal every last <laughs> coin. <laughs> no, I'll tell you.
2: This one. This is one of those games where. I'd normally be pumped because I'm like you. I love pirates. But it looks Mm. a little too technical. It looks like, uh, hey, if you don't want to devote time and effort into it, uh, you're going to get rolled by a lot of other players who have way more time and want to put way more effort into it. So you're going to be sailing around just getting your rear end handed to you over and over and over again. So for me, I was like, well, this looks really neat, and I think I'm going to watch a lot of streams playing it, but I don't Mm. think it's something I want to pick up because I just don't feel like I'm going to have the dedication and time to put into it to really get a ship and a crew that's able to go out there and combat some of these crazies who are wrecking shop all over the place.
1: Yeah, true. And I, I tried to look up some articles about it because I know I heard it a while ago, and I don't know if it was last E3 or if it was part of this E3 that everyone's glossing over. But I remember them saying, well, if you want to just do PvE, you can go in the PvE waters. Oh, yeah. And if you wanted to go full-on PvP, you could go into those waters. So I think there's two, or at least some kind of division there. You mm-hmm. can sail out to the battle waters or something. And then it's free, free-for-all, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think you can do more PvE stuff in it. But it is, you know, it's a big open sea, open world. Everybody's jumping in at the same time. So I hope they gate it out at least somewhat.
2: I just wish, and you know, maybe they will, I don't know, because I didn't read too much into it, but I'm, I'm hoping they establish a system that's like MMOs are today, where if you put your PvP flag on... Yeah. Then you're a fair game. But if you're not, then you're you they can't attack you. You're just sailing through doing your own thing. And then of course just garner it like MMOs do, whereas you can't just flag up and surprise attack somebody. It's like a fifteen minute or you can only do it in port cities or whatever and flag up and then
1: sail out. How about this? It's by Ubisoft. Why don't they just go dark zone with it? everybody's exactly. there you can attack people but if you attack another pirate ship you put up like your double pirate flag everybody knows that you're a dirty pirate so they can all come get you or you can act like you're a Billy Badass and try and take on some people that's another way to do it too
2: exactly Some anything just to make it so you can participate but
1: mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't but like it you don't it have to you
2: don't have to exactly then I'd be more interested so we'll see time mm-hmm. will tell yeah definitely Number four. Coming in at number four is something I know somebody in this group is going to be ecstatic about, and that's Catherine Full Body Edition. Yes! I can't wait. Yep. <laughs> now, if you guys and girls don't know, this is a game I've played a lot of, I've freaking mastered i'm like a, i'm just an architect i can do this stuff in my dreams i love this game i love the mm-hmm. story it told and now they're adding a third dimension in here i don't know what her name is i don't know if it's said but i'm assuming it's another Catherine. i don't know just to be I'm fun pretty with sure it. it is i'm and, pretty sure and there's two trains of thought on this one is that she's transgender one's that she's an angel instead of a demon a succubus hmm. oh, and, Okay. And so that either A, she's got, uh, you know, a male's organs down there, or B, she has literally nothing down there. So right now Uh. everybody's warring on which way that's going to go. I'm starting, I didn't hear about the angel one, and now it's totally making sense because no duh, you got a demon, a mortal, and an angel. Mm-hmm. So now you're, you're fighting on three fronts. And the reason why people are leaning towards the angel is because in the newest trailer, the E3 trailer, she's talking while you're in the dream. Like she knows you're in the dream. She's like, he's having another of his dreams. Maybe my piano ah. music can help him along. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So everyone's awesome. like, well, she understands what he's doing and what he's going through. So she mm-hmm. can't be a mortal. So she has to be something other like the, you know, the bad Catherine is.
1: Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert for Danny.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that totally makes sense. It would be totally interesting in this his relationship with you know a normal woman that you can do things with. Bad Catherine who encourages you to do bad you know those mm, things sinful things. And the, yeah, and then innocent Angel who you literally could not. Do anything with. I'm using quote fingers all the time yes. here because you know you know what I'm you know what yeah, I mean. We know
2: what we're all getting with. Yeah, it's an adult uh-huh. game.
1: Yeah. yeah, and not not in like that way, not in that, but yeah. like an actual mature in a normal person sense adult game. Yeah, exactly.
2: So. The- <laughs> It, it is, it, but I, it can't, is, I don't know how to say it. it. What exactly. You- <laughs> Either way, it doesn't matter. The The bottom line for this game is they're adding more challenges, more voice lines, a whole new character to interact with and mingle with at the bar and do your thing with. I can't wait. I, I've always wanted more of Catherine. I never wanted it to end in the first place. Mm-hmm. So this is just a blessing in disguise. I'm only sad that it's not coming to us till 2019. So unfortunately, I have to wait quite a long time for that Wonderful game.
1: <laughs> See, I totally forgot to even put it on my list. It totally would have, but I was just going through everything else. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's one of those games that I know is coming, mm-hmm. but it's not like as hyped as I am for it. Since it's not like two months away, it's still just, it's kind of like not in my head anymore.
2: Yeah. It's like a, a ghost, you know, in the distance. It's not paying attention.
1: When the angel comes down and into my hands and it's Catherine Full Body Edition, i oh. like,
2: there you are, my precious... <laughs> And you know I will be buying the collector's edition of that that game if they have one. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they Getting will. Getting all the goodies. <laughs> it's going to be great. I cannot wait to get my plushie. Oh. <laughs> and then have a man
1: to burn it Your immediately.
0: plushy sheets. <laughs> well,
1: see, I'm so sad that we missed out because didn't they have a collector's edition for the first one? Maybe it was Japan only because they had the shirt mm-hmm. and a bunch of other stuff. And I was like, oh, I don't need that. And now it's like, man, I would still be wearing that shirt right now. <laughs> It'd be super tight and I'd just my belly would stick out the bottom, but I'd still be wearing it.
2: <laughs> That'd be the best shirt for you to wear ever, man.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Crop tops are in. <laughs>
2: Oh, there you go. You're right. Yeah, perfect. I'm trendy. Oh, terrible, Danny. Save us. Save us from the imagery. And tell us about your number four.
0: <laughs> well, my number four was an Atlas double pack, and you happened to mention one of the games. Nice. I am also excited for Catherine because I played maybe a third of the first game. <laughs> I played.
1: Well, you're now it. a third of my friend. That's exactly <laughs> that's as much as you get.
0: <laughs> it wasn't my fault. The third chick is Catherine, but they call her Rin. Oh, oh that's nice. right, that's right. So my my uh, other part of this double pack was Persona Five Dancing in the Starlight. Nice. And I I'm torn on whether I just want to watch this game or if I actually want to play it because it looks like a super challenging rhythm game.
1: Yeah, when I was watching that one stream, I think it was the the Twitch generic E3 stream. Mm -hmm. They had people up there, and I'm pretty sure they said they were playing on hard mode. Yes, he was. But still, it was just like, (laughs) oh, God, I could never do this in my life. Maybe if this was on like... An iPad, I could hit all those buttons. Yeah. But I, c- I couldn't even, like, parse it out half the time.
0: Yeah, it, it was really overwhelming. And half the time, I just want to see the movie going on in the background.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Terrible, Danny. Awesome. I know. Now, I will say, I, I did almost put that on this list, but I found a couple other ones that got me more excited but that was de- that's definitely one that is coming out that I'm excited for too I'm gonna have to get it because it is more persona 5 and I can't say no to that so and that's what
2: I was just gonna say because it's more persona 5 I'm interested but there's no way I'm getting this one after watching the trailers and everything for it. This isn't something I'm gonna be able to do, so I'm gonna have to do what Danny was talking about: watch some streams so I can get because the, they they are, they said there will be Easter eggs and mm-hmm. and new storylines for some of the characters and stuff like that. So that's mm-hmm. how I'm gonna find out what happens to all my homeboys and girls <laughs> in the Persona universe. <laughs> yep.
1: Nice.
0: So that was my number four. What's your number four, Matt?
1: <laughs> oh, gee, thanks for asking, Danny. I thought nobody ever would. Number four for me, I I spoiled it. It's a Ubisoft game, and there was a lot of Ubisoft stuff that I could have just made the whole Ubisoft list. But the other one that did get me excited the most out of their press conference is not going to be the one that either you two are probably going to talk about on your list at some point. This one, it's been three years or three years worth of games since I've played a game in this series. And Assassin's Creed Odyssey really piqued my interest this year. You know, when I heard they were coming out with another one, I was like, oh boy, here they go, one year apart again, doodly doo. But going to ancient Greece, I always loved mythology, ancient Greece, all that stuff, ever since I was a kid. So that sparked my interest for one. For two, They're going with the super colorful route that they did with Origins just last year. Everything's bright and popping and beautiful and crazy and reds and blues and greens and everywhere. So it's visually interesting. And then the other thing that really caught my interest and makes me want to play this one is they're talking about it being more of an RPG. I mean, in the gameplay demo they showed, when you're talking with characters, you actually had... Dialogue options and anytime I see dialogue options in a game, I want to be clicking those dialogue options there's one where she lies in the gameplay trailer and it says lie in the co- in little brackets and I'm like, oh yeah I want to lie to everybody about all the bad stuff I'm doing so I'm excited for that I mean the gameplay for Assassin's Creed is always pretty solid you know it doesn't doesn't do a whole lot doesn't change up a lot but I'm excited for that RPG element I want to see I want to see big changes that you can do. I want to be able to play as the female character and be just a stone cold bitch, murdering everybody, telling everybody to go jump off a pier or I'll murder them and then murder them anyway. And then I want to play through as a dude, pick all the, ooh, hey, I'm your buddy, I'm a nice guy choices and then see how those stories diverge because hopefully they diverge quite a lot. I'm not expecting it to in this first iteration of Assassin's Creed Quote Fingers RPG but I'm hoping for a lot. And I'm just excited about that setting. If they don't have a quest or at least some place where you can go to roads and climb the Colossus of Roads and stand on top of them, then this game will be a failure. So as long as that's in there, I'm going to get it. I'll be excited for it. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is my number four.
2: I just like how they uh, they literally did say that in the uh, whole speech is that with the previous one, it was them transitioning into an RPG like mm-hmm. uh, setup, and then this one is going to be full on that route. And that's where they're moving the Assassin's Creed formula mm-hmm. going forward. So I, I like that. makes me interested in something I wasn't going to be interested in at all because I've never liked Assassin's Creed ever. But when you start mm. saying RPG, uh, Eric starts perking his little ears up. So,
1: I was going to say, if you can come out with a good historical, quote fingers, historical action RPG once a year, I'm down for that. I mean, you give me cool characters I can play and cool choices I can make. I'll always be down for that.
2: Exactly.
0: Number three.
1: Speaking of RPGs, everybody,
2: Doom Eternal got announced. Woo! That's not an RPG at all.
1: <laughs> I thought I thought maybe you'd like level up your, no. your gun and like <laughs>
2: No, the I demons
1: would shoot out little experience fairies <laughs> yes.
2: do, I, do I want my shotgun skill tree to go up Do <laughs> I want my automatic rifle skill tree to go up Or maybe my minigun I don't know We'll see 0.1% reload speed on that minigun <laughs> That's right My plasma rifle You know what I'm saying It's going to be great mm-hmm. So I've loved Doom forever It's always been a mainstay in my life. I've read the books. I've played all the different games over the years on PC and the systems N64, all that. I love Doom, period. I even bought a freaking Xbox just to play Doom way back in the day. And I loved it, and I still love it. And then they announced it, and they had this beautiful trailer, and I saw cities in the background, and I was like,
0: Hell on Earth,
2: yes! Oh, The best moment of my life because... I loved Hell on I loved Hell on Earth when it was in book form. It was probably my favorite of the series, and now we're actually going to be there. And the the other big joyous part of it is that it's such a different environment. You know, typically they keep going back to the the bay, the station on Mars over and 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 over again. Here we finally get a whole new locale all new things that they can do and play with. It's going to have the city and skyscrapers, buildings, underground sewers. I don't know what they're going to do with it. They didn't really show you much at all, but I'm excited. I can't wait.
1: going so you say, now you're talking about Doom and, like, action and blowing up and skyscrapers. I'm picturing, like, Levels where you're, like, blowing out the entire walls, jumping to the other one mm-hmm. in some kind of, like, weird cut scene or, like, riding some rocket on through from one building to the other. <laughs> Something over-the-top ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Just, just absolutely ludicrous ridiculous stuff.
2: Ridiculous, doom, fast-paced, psychotic madness. Oh, I can't mm. wait. I can't wait. I'm so stoked for this game, and it's so, so far away. <laughs> oh, God. They're all so far away, just like Danny's <laughs> yeah. number three. Oh, <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> probably something that's out now hey they just dropped this for <laughs> this
0: yeah, one's out I, next I month mean, <laughs> mine's far away but it does have the release date of march 15th 2019 that's, that's still bad. that's
2: so far away that's so far away but it has I was date. accurate. that's true
0: <laughs> my number three is ubisoft's tom clancy's <laughs> the division two
2: What's nice. that game about?
0: I don't know. It's it's like you shoot stuff and uh-huh. and uh buildings and stuff happens. Cool. Is this like
1: the 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 ALDS, like the American League Division Series? It's like a baseball RPG or something?
0: <laughs> totally. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. But with guns. Not, I love
1: the Marlins or whatever team is in the American League. I don't know. Are the Jets in MLB? <laughs> <laughs> well, they are they are the American Football Conference. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> awesome.
0: So this new version of The Division is set in Washington, D.C., and a civil war breaks out between survivors and marauders. And what everyone is flipping out about is that there will be raids in this version of The Division. Mm-hmm. I'm just plain excited to get into it again with you guys, because we always had a blast playing the first one.
2: Yeah, I was sad to hear about the raids, honestly, because I don't have enough friends to uh, put that together, so...
1: It, it'll be just like when we tried to do the stupid dungeons in the first one. <laughs> I know. Well, the three of us can't hack it, so, oh well.
2: <laughs> well, those re- you're supposed to have, what, six for those. And, mm-hmm. of course, you can't do it with three, but even when we had more than that, we still couldn't hack it because we were wash-ups. So I just imagine the raids, now you need eight. <laughs> it's just now instead of it being like a, maybe a dream that could come yeah, true, damn near it's impossible. becoming impossible. <laughs> I'm only I'm only hoping that since they have an LFG-type system, we yeah. could squad up in our foursome because, of course, we got a couple of peeps who want to join us and be the fourth guy or gal in the mm-hmm. member group here. And that you can team up with your team and then go LFG for a second team. Hmm. And then, boom, it matches you together. You roll in eight deep, and away you go. I got to imagine that's what they're doing since they made it eight, which is two squads, two full squads. It -hmm. just makes sense to me, so I'm
1: hoping that's the case. Yeah. And they had had LFG all through the first one, too. Mm -hmm. Like, you can search for players all the time. So it's got to be in there.
2: Yeah. My only hope is that uh, we actually try and uh, get good and... And can go into those and get some decent gear.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. We'll
2: yeah, see. Matt's already shaking his head. So.
1: <laughs> I'll do the first one that's doable after you just beat all the all the dungeons because we just, we did that. I just want to do. I just, do, just want to farm it for like eight no, years. That's all I just want to do all it, all do all it like do that.
2: two three times. Matt, you know what? Get a couple good pieces of gear, and I'm happy. You know what? Because yeah. you're you're guaranteed gear, so we're gonna get drops. So you know, you do it two, three times. There's three awesome pieces to replace some of your Mitch Max. That puts us in a place where I think we could roll through the other dungeons and be ahead of the curve. I'm good with that. That's all I'm asking.
1: Yeah. I'm down with a couple run-throughs. Mm-hmm. I'm not down with who hey, every you week get your gear score up to like 400. <laughs> well, I'm at like 230. Now, um, wait a minute. I'm not gonna don't do pull- that all week. Sorry, yeah, but bro. see, don't don't
2: pull a James on me though. Oh why? the the raids are four hundred. Well, I should
1: better go at one thirty two. Well I've gotta sit here and get my gear up. This is dumb, <laughs> well, This game doesn't no. make sense to me. Uh, see, <laughs> okay. I know that, but I'm saying if you have to grind the dungeons for like mm-hmm. three weeks before yeah. you can get that, you you know what I'm saying. Then
2: I'll do it and then I'll have to have cheap up by myself. <laughs> I hope it's not that way though. I hope it's not. I hope it's smooth and transitions all all your gear up accordingly. And by time you're doing those dungeons, you know, on a weekly Borderlands night, a few Mm -hmm. weeks in, you're geared up and rocking. I hope that's the way it goes. Time will tell, but it's gonna be a beautiful game. Mm -hmm. It is. Mm -hmm. Now I'm super curious about another faraway game that Matt's gonna talk about.
1: Oh man, I don't know how far away this one is because I when I was looking at the trailers and stuff for it again today, it didn't say or actually I wasn't looking at trailers, I was looking at like a big like hour long stream that some people did of this game. And this game is Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise. <laughs> there it is. I put I put my Twitch on one day I came home and I was like, "Oh, Twitch, just put it on. It's E3 day." And I laid on my bed and I looked at Twitch as it did a circle boot up, and the first thing I saw was Kenshiro, and I jumped out of bed and I screamed like a little child. I went, oh,
0: my God! Yes! It's here!
1: (laughs) Because, like, two to four weeks before E3, I was just browsing around, looking up Yakuza stuff on YouTube, and I went, What's this Fist of the North Star game? Oh yeah. The Yakuza guys were making that and I saw a trailer of all the ridiculous side crap you could do in this game and I went, "That's it. As soon as this comes to the west, I'm not playing anything else. I don't even give a shit." So when Twitch popped up and it went, "Hey, Fist of the North Star is coming to the west." I went, "Woohoo!" And I screamed and I threw <laughs> I threw my phone. I just threw it. I went, "That's it. Gaming's over." So as soon as this comes out, none of the other games are going to matter cuz gaming's over. But I mean, it's Fist I'll read my notes verbatim. It's Fist of the Mother-Effing North Star by the same people who made the Yakuza games. What more do you need? My favorite game series in the entire world, and they made Fist of the North Star into that. You got crazy side missions and activities. You got, like, dune buggy races. You have death batting, which they showed off in that game stream, where Kenshiro just takes, like, a big old giant I-beam out of a building and... (laughs) biker ganger biker gangers they're just motorcycling at him like a batting cage from the yakuza games and he's just wham (laughs) and if you get like a home run or an ultimate hit with him they fly off into the sky and become a star in the north star constellation that he has you know imprinted (laughs) in his chest absolutely phenomenal fantastic (laughs) death batting i can't wait to do some death batting there's There's like a clinic where you get to be a doctor because he's all about pressure points. You're like healing people with this crazy kung fu, button presses, quick time event nonsense. And then, yes, you saw it. You know what I'm going to say. I see you laughing. You get to be a bartender in this game and use the North Star freaking kung fu madness to like shake up people's drinks and make drinks for them. And he wears this big fancy suit and it's all big up, roided out, ridiculous. It's amazing. I'm going to read again the, en- the end of my notes verbatim. The first part is, ah, yes. <laughs> the second part is, nobody does over the top shirtless fist fights like the Yakuza guys. It's true. You know I'm excited for this. I'm getting it. It's done. Gaming's over after this. Nothing. Nothing's going to beat this game. Nothing. <laughs> oh,
2: my <gosh. laughs> This game looks ridiculous. <laughs> it does. just yep. looks so ridiculous. Oh, man. I saw Matt get all crazy on this on the Twitter feeds, and I went, what uh-huh. is he blathering about? I go over there and watch the trailer, and I'm like, which was a crazy long trailer. And I'm like, "Man, uh-huh. oh, my
1: God, man. Oh, yeah. Dude, what is Fist of the on? North Star, man. Come on. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it's a classic. <laughs> I was going to say, it's an actual proper version of it. Well, I mean, it's a you know side story alternate universe, but I think the only other Fist of the North Star games we've gotten in the West, other than the really crappy NES game, which is notoriously awful, was the Dynasty Warriors people did two Fist of the North Star games. And for Dynasty Warriors games, they were okay, but they were janky and clunky and not very good. So I'm excited for the Yakuza guys to make a Yakuza game with a fist, the North Star skin on it, basically, mm-hmm. and just and just be phenomenal. Oh God, it's gonna be mm-hmm. good.
0: Mm-mm. Number two. I wanted to
2: change it up a little bit since everybody's talking about these games that are so far in the future. We don't even know if we're going to be alive still. World War III is imminent. You know, all the bad things in the world are happening. It's just insanity. Jesus oh, my God. Get but, this you know, shit bef- off my podcast. Be- before this all happens, I get to play Octopath Traveler on my Nintendo Switch because this game comes out early July, and guess who's going to be there buying it day one? I'm going to be there buying it. It's going to be great. July 13th to be exact. I've already played the original demo that came out for this title. And then just at E3 they said, hey, everybody who's excited for this game, guess what? There's a new demo that we're putting out on the eShop. And you can go get it right now and then play through any of the prologues of any of the characters that we have available in this game. So, of course, you know me. I went out. I grabbed it up. I played the prologue of a couple of them fantastic oh oh it's so good it's your traditional rpg it's got the old school graphics i've talked about this a million times just music is phenomenal the voice acting the characters they're all well done everything's a lot of fun it's got all those cool funny little old school you know rpg tropes going on and the the goofiness all happening but the serious story all in the background great game I can't wait. And the best part is if you go grab that demo right now and play the prologue for your favorite character or multiples, it doesn't matter, all that progress is saved. So when you actually get your hands on the game, you're just going to roll right from wherever you left off and keep going in the game. Smart move, great way to do stuff. If you haven't seen anything on this game and you own a Nintendo Switch, do yourself a favor and check it out. I can't wait.
1: I was going to say, you you at least need to watch some gameplay of it because it's just... I mean, you gave it to me for, like, five minutes to play the original demo. And I was just like, as soon as I hit the start button and the graphics popped up, I just went, man, this is, like, home. It was, like, old old school Final Fantasy Tactics text boxes, the little 2D sprites and everything. Oh, man. It was... It's going to be good. It's going to be good.
2: It's going to straight up be the schnizniz, and I can't wait to sit there on my lunch periods telling everybody to shut up and don't (laughs) talk to me. Mm -hmm. For the love of God, don't talk to me and play my game. And peace and quiet. It's going to be the best. (laughs) And, of course, with peace and happiness comes Danny's number two.
0: Indeed it does. My number two, I have already pre-ordered, Kingdom Hearts (laughs) 3. (laughs)
1: <laughs> there it is peace and happiness yep, it actually see? did kind of segue in good I knew job it. <laughs> I knew it.
0: Uh, as soon as i saw the release date popped on amazon i was like purchase <laughs> early january of 2019 i will be playing this game and you guys will not hear from me
2: <laughs> oh really yeah is that right that's right <laughs> you're gonna be in it that hardcore huh
0: I was with the first two, the original mm-hmm. 1 and 2, not all the other mini side games.
2: Mm-hmm. 365-2 data delta 04 delta <laughs> <Not 04's all. laughs> 2.74. Okay, gosh. Gotcha.
0: I have a feeling I'll be I'll be buried in this one. It has been almost 14 years since this series has officially continued its story. I know wow. there's the, been like mini games in between, and this story is actually taking off after a game that is almost seven years old, which is um, Dream Drop Distance. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of time between when I originally played KH2 until now. So mm. I have no clue what's going on. <laughs>
2: I was just about to ask you that.
0: (laughs) Even if you go, you can find YouTube videos that will give you a summary of the story. I watched a 15 minute video of the summary of the story. I still have no clue what is going on. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I'm really hoping that the game itself will be kind of standalone where you kind of get the gist of what's going on. But, you know, you can still play the Kingdom Hearts that you know and love.
2: Mm-hmm. I was gonna say I, I've played almost all the games myself. I've watched these different uh, connectors as well, and the madness they've got going on with Roxas and, and mm-hmm. Kyrie, Riku, and, and where they're at and with their good, bad, what, where they, what part they play in the whole thing. Even Mickey himself, I really, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I can't keep up, and it seems to change all the time and fluctuate. And who's yeah. good, who's bad, what angles being worked, the yeah. heartless. I don't know what's going on. I just know it's fun.
0: <laughs> All I know is they're looking for the seven guardians of light.
2: <laughs> there we go. Seven guardians of light are going to fix key it.
0: Keyblade wielders, so we'll, I guess we'll see what happens.
2: <laughs> it's like, why do we need more Keyblade wielders? I don't understand. I why? don't
0: know.
2: Well, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> got
0: to protect the world from the heartless.
1: <laughs> well, come on. After these, like, 14 games, obviously the Keyblade wielders you have haven't fixed the problem. Yeah, you got to so- go get more. No, but that's maybe you'll find the one that'll actually do it this time. I don't maybe
2: know. one that knows why he has a keyblade <laughs> and what he's doing with it. That'd be a good start, right? <laughs> You'd think that Mickey, who's supposed to know what the heck's going on, would inform everybody like why they have the keyblades and what they're actually trying to do, mm-hmm. like on a large scale, not on just a hey, I know I'm in trouble now, let's kill this guy because he's a bad dude. Like, what's the overarching dilemma going on? Because you know the heartless. I thought the heartless were like some just overarching entity but there's like more to it and there's all these different agencies fighting for the being supreme bad guys. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. It's mm-hmm. it's bananas. I, it's I think
0: the end of Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to be Sora wakes up from a dream on Paradise Island and the the game's over.
2: I really hope so, honestly. <laughs> just a trippy hope he just dream wakes he <laughs> up, gives Kyrie a kiss and mm-hmm. shoves Rico off the stupid tree branch yep, and everybody yep. goes home. I don't care. <laughs> Don't care. Just shut up, Riku.
1: (laughs) Shut up.
0: So speaking of dreams, Matt, what's your number two?
1: Now, number two might come as a surprise to a lot of people because I like big, over-the-top things. People are talking about big games, games as parts of a big series. For number two, I'm going to go with The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit because... I don't know why, but something about that trailer they showed off in that Xbox conference really kind of like tugged at my heartstrings with this game. You know, I like, I do like big, over-the-top, bombastic stuff, but I like small narrative stories, too. And this looks like like perfectly that. If anybody doesn't know, it's going to be a free downloadable game, actually. A little standalone story in the Life is Strange universe all about this little kid and his Saturday morning. Basically, you wake up. You get to go have breakfast with your dad, and after that, the day is yours. You can do whatever you want. You can go play with some toys. You can go, you know, become a superhero in your imagination and fight against the evil. Oh, man, I just lost his name. But you fight against like a snowman who is your, you know, your great villain rival. Or you can hang out with your dad and figure out why life is the way it is because, you know, it's you and your dad, there's no mom in the picture. According to the interviews, you can figure out why that is, why Dad seems so surly all the time, why he dr- why he's drinking first thing in the morning on a Saturday morning. This you know small narrative experience. I get the sense, at least, that you can have like all these different emotional experiences with it. If you want to just feel like you know hanging out, be a kid again, you can go have fun with the toys, you know, playing with your imagination. Or if you're in the mood for a, you know a little deeper or a little darker kind of sentimental experience. You can go hang out with your dad and see what's going on with, you know, the life that you're in, this town that you're in. So it just, I don't know, there was just something about it that really just made me go, oh, what the heck is that? I want that, when they showed off that trailer. And then looking into it more and hearing from, you know, the developer on one of the interviews that he did, I think it was with IGN, it was the one I was watching. Just, it made it seem so... There's, there's something about it. I haven't played Life is Strange. I haven't played Life is Strange you know, Season 2 or anything. But there's something about this little free standalone game that's I'm really interested in. And I can't wait for it to pop out so I can have all those different emotional experiences depending on which way I decide to play it.
2: Yeah, Life is Strange didn't really connect with me. Um, played through most of it. I don't know if I finished it or not. I don't remember. But as I said, it didn't really—it wasn't really catching me. I, I was making myself play it. Mm-hmm. So this one, for me, anyway, when I saw it, it just immediately went, "Life is strange." Oh, I don't—it wasn't my jam. Probably won't like this one either. Okay. So, but like you said, when you talk about it that way, you're like, "Well, that does sound pretty cool. It'd be neat to check it out." But I just—I have the association with the the other game they made. and I'm like, "Well, that wasn't really tickling my fancy." So write them all off. Write it all off.
1: But as we always say, it's free, so you have no reason not to play it. And that's it's not precisely like you put yeah. five bucks in.
2: And I think that's the smartest move ever because of course they're gonna be making their next big series and this mm-hmm. is a good way to just kinda let you you know get a taste again of their world for nothing. If you mm-hmm. either A didn't like the first one and they just want you to come back and see what they're up to, or B if you've never touched it in the first place, once again get another taste. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm smart yeah
0: life is strange is on is on my uh two playlists so um when i saw this game come up on the screen i it it made me like tear up because it was so cute and Mm -hmm. i think it it will end up being on my list and being one of the games that i end up playing because it just it just looks great it looks like a good story and cute
1: (laughs) and i feel like you will like life is strange more than us because you were a teenage girl at some point (laughs) versus i can't you know well i mean but eric and i have no relation to that yeah whereas this you know what caught my eye about this is like hey look i used to do that stuff i used to go play pretend in the backyard everybody used to do that as a kid Mm -hmm. so you know even just on that level it's like hey you know when i thought it was maybe just about goofing off as a kid it's like oh you know nostalgia factor it's like oh, I, w- I would love to do that and then it's free and then oh there's deeper and I don't want to say darker but more mature elements to it as well you can get the best of both worlds right there
0: number one
2: speaking of the best of a world I'm gonna jump right into my number one and it's a world that I treasure and love dearly and this is Dragon Quest 11 oh this one, it's been vying for a spot in my game time for a long time now. Of course, you know, overseas, they're already beating the game, they've already done everything with it. They're already like, Yeah, it's in our backseat, everybody wants their plushies. But here in the west, we still are sitting here on bated breath for this title to hit the market. But you know what? It's coming, it's coming this fall. And I cannot wait. I think it's September 3rd, for those of you who don't know, is the release date. The Switch date will be coming later, but for PlayStation 4 and all that good stuff, September 3rd. Oh, I cannot wait. Everyone's like, oh, hey, that's coming out around the same time that whatever is, what is that? Red Dead Redemption, something about Cowboys. I don't care. Don't, I don't care at all. Is it a
1: light gun game? Like yeah, arcade well, game? Yeah. Yeah, something
2: like, yeah. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> the train goes hop-off. by real fast. Yeah. And then the... <laughs> The innocent one pops out of the window and you got to <laughs> shoot the right one. Something
1: Lethal like Enforcers that. 2. It's the yeah.
2: Lethal Enforcers 2 remake. Hell yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and many people have said it, and I'll say it as well. That that game's got nothing on this game. If you like this game, it has no bearing on whether or not you'll be buying the other one, vice versa. I adore the Dragon Quest series. It's the the basic, the, the fundamentals of what RPGs are what they're supposed to be. And then, of course, in the East, you can tell this because everyday life, game shows, commercials all have Dragon Quest music in them. It's just a a way of life over there because this game is so fundamental. It's like our Mario, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It is is the basis of what the RPG genre is, and Mm. I adore it. I just love being in that world, not having... To go, oh, what are they doing with the combat system this time? Screw it up. Oh, I'm looking at you, Final Fantasy. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Now, I do want to jump in real quick because I have the perfect example of you saying it being like the prototypical RPG over there. I was playing one of the Danganronpa games, and there was a character who would keep making allusions to other video games and other video game franchises without saying the actual full name because someone would always cut them off. And in the English translation on the screen, they used Final Fantasy, but the Japanese audio used Dragon Quest. And I was mm-hmm.
0: like, "Mother, <laughs> that
1: is not what she just said. Yeah. Get out of here!" <laughs> and
2: that's just funny. That is the way it is, mm-hmm. though. Final Fantasy over here is way bigger than the yeah. Dragon Quest is, but Dragon Quest is the the real deal. You know, the the mm-hmm. OG, the OG gangster and i love the story it's always lighthearted it's always just a lot of fun it's more about the comedy and just the you connecting with the characters than it is about the 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 bad guy and all the evil that's going on and the seriousness of it all it takes you back the monsters are always fluffy and just ridiculous looking you know mm-hmm. you never take it too seriously But then again, of course, it's got the skill trees. It's got all the cool leveling up systems, the new weapons. you know. And, and of course, they do change. So when you get that thorn whip, guess what? It's got thorns on it. When you put your characters in ridiculous (laughs) outfits like bunny costumes, Mm -hmm. they look like pretty little bunnies. It's the best. I adore this series. I can't wait. I've been talking about it for over a year now, ever since, of course, it was announced. And then the, the East got it, and I've just been over here jealous and angry the entire time but mm-hmm. i get my turn soon if you like rpgs and you have not played dragon quest just do it stop it stop being silly <laughs> do it <laughs> <laughs> and of course where would we be without announcing the number one for danny let me to my home S- danny
0: <laughs> i was going to say speaking of doing it <laughs>
1: Oh well! Wow. Okay. I didn't know there were any. We got, we of these got in of games and out in 2019.
2: Oh boy! Thought Catherine was as rated ours again. I guess not. Whoa!
0: The Bethesda team did it. They came out with another Fallout.
1: That's where we're going with it. Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah. You guys went straight for the gutter on that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
1: You started it. What else was I supposed to think?
2: You led us by the nose or the. Whatever that thing is. <laughs> Come on, you just man. You made it weird just, again. You just made it weird crap. again.
0: This is another game that I went straight to Amazon and pre-ordered. Nice. <laughs> Fallout 76. And this is the story about one of the first vaults that opened. And it's a prequel to all the other games. I'm really excited because it is going to be open-world multiplayer all the NPCs are gonna be robotic, and all the other humans in the game are gonna be real people. Other people playing cool. Fallout 76 with you. So I thought that was really cool. It comes out in November, so happy birthday to me. This is another game <laughs> that, that I will probably disappear for weeks playing, unless you guys are on there playing with me. So I would like to see some people out there on there playing with me.
2: Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I need Come to see more. Come on, we can
0: nuke other villages. I mean, how, how can you say no uh, to hey, that?
2: I told you, that sounds phenomenal. That, that's what I'm, made I'm me interested. I'm not being a
1: part of nuclear retaliation <laughs> against us because Eric nuked like 45 camps. I am not going to be part of that.
2: <laughs> this <laughs> it is the best story ever, fast. though, because you guys are going to go, you're you in bed usually earlier than me or whatever, at least gaming-wise. So mm-hmm. when I wake up, I get to text you both, and I go, guess what I did last night when you guys <laughs> went to bed. Hey, why don't you guys get on? Get on, see what I did. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're gonna wake up. You're gonna get on. You're gonna see that our tribe nuked seven other tribes. They retaliated, killed all of our <laughs> villages. And towns. Terrible. It was totally worth it. The guy spit on me, man.
1: <laughs> I saw him in the. I saw him out in the wasteland. He had a blue boot on his foot. I don't. I don't like blue boots. So I nuked his whole town.
2: Yeah. Or I had a beer, you know, and I just thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he he came up and he gave me some uh, some some ammo, so I nuked this town. (laughs) 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 Idiot.
2: Perfect. Yeah, that did pique my interest. I don't know how it's all going to go down being like this MMO hybrid type game. uh, I'm definitely more interested in this one than I have been in any previous Fallouts. As I've told the story many times before, every time with these games, I end up just the Rat King in sewers. (laughs) Failed everything. So... Uh This this looks like maybe I have a shot because I've played these types of games a lot and I understand how it works, but who knows? You know, every time I think Fallout, I just think Sewer King, so I don't, yeah. I don't really know.
0: Well, it, it, it's interesting because it, it's not a true RPG because you're not you're not really following a story, you're kind of making it your own. So I'm I'm curious to see how that even works.
2: Mm-hmm. Is it like
0: a choose your own adventure kind of game or like? <laughs> I
2: don't know (laughs) like how large how large is the overworld how many people inhabit each each section or server i guess would be the better terminology Mm -hmm. a lot remains to be seen
0: Mm -hmm. the other thing i thought was really cool is you can see storms in the distance (laughs) how freaking ridiculous is that
1: (laughs) that is pretty cool
0: i'm gonna climb this mountain so i can watch this rainstorm that's like 20 miles away (laughs) that's right
2: then you can warn us about it. It'll be great.
0: Yeah, totally. God, batten down just the hatches, It's gonna be acid rain. So, <laughs>
1: just title your character Rain Watcher. There you go. There you go. You <laughs> scavenge a little umbrella and you'll sit up there and go,
2: wow, ah, "Storm coming in, guys." <laughs> a storm's Danny coming in. Hot. Meteorologist. That's that's what she'll One be doing. One more
0: thing I'll say before I, I I'll stop geeking out about this is that. The, um, that system that you use in the game to slow down and pick, you know, where your weak points are on your victim is going to mm-hmm. be in real time now. So you still get to pick your stuff, but it's in it's in real time, so you can pretty much die quick if you're not fast enough. <laughs> I feel like they've slowly
1: been working that into being just in the normal games. Because I know in Fallout 3, it was basically pause the pause menu. And I think since then, it's slowly been creeping up, like doesn't it go into, like, slow-mo, it, it but they are still slow-mo. moving? Yeah. So it's not full-on super pause menu. Right. So I think they've been trying to crank people up into getting used to doing it either in full-time or partial-time.
0: True. Yeah. No, the VAT system helps me a lot. When uh, ghouls are coming at my face, I can slow it down and, you know, take my head out from under the covers, and then I can shoot them. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
2: It works. Sounds legit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, now that I've geeked out about that, what game do you have to geek out about as your number one, Matt?
1: This game will be number one on my list for all the E3s. For every year that we have a are you excited about what game you are excited about next year or in the future, this will always be number one. It's still number one. We still haven't seen that much about it but we did see a new trailer and some gameplay, so it is going on the list. It's legit. It's Death Stranding. Anything by Hideo Kojima, I swear to God, anything I will always be there day one on, I won't say the man can do no wrong, but he's one of those creators that anything he makes will always be a unique experience that you can't get from anyone else. I mean, think of like, You know, some artistic filmmaker that you like, like Stanley Kubrick. His movies have were always and will always be different from anyone else's. Hideo Kojima makes those games, and this trailer really—you know—I know know Eric said he had some technical issues with it, but this trailer really blew me away with just the whole ambiance of it. Just like the whole intro segment where Norman Reedus is just delivering packages or big boxes or little robot carts or whatever just like this sense of desolation and loneliness and just just melancholy attitude that the whole trailer that the whole trailer was just this all those feelings just loneliness and melancholy and sadness and something's been lost but he's trying to make his way in this world and do something and get something done while this whatever it is horrible shit is happening all around him this creepy awful stuff it, it hit all those, you know, dark, sad vibes that I like to get from, you know, certain movies or games. It just blew me away. I watched it again today and got chills all over again, watching it happen. And then, you know, I don't usually don't watch Death Stranding trailers more than once. So, watching it again this time, noticing, you know, picking out little details here and there, and like, the way that the girl who talks to him says the time fall fast forwards everything it touches and seeing the plants growing and sprouting next to the hand things as the whatever is doing whatever it's doing. (laughs) Just, just the, the whole sense of, you know, time and things being lost in time. And, you know, maybe that's what's destroyed these giant structures that he's walking through. Maybe, you know, it's not that far in the future, but, this time bubble or whatever has destroyed it and you know broken it down to that that gears of war destroyed beauty that they used to talk about forever this is destroyed beauty when he's walking through that building i was just i won't say you i haven't ever seen anything like it but i haven't ever seen anything that affected me the way that this trailer did just with the music and the visuals and the just the overall feelings that it you know it it evoked in me i can't i can't put this not anywhere but number 1 on any list i do until it comes out and i get to play it and i get to live in that world and see what the story is about see what these creepy things are and live in that just destroyed desolate lonely world and go trek from whatever point all the way across the world and climb that mountain and ford that stream and carry that pack and let it spill and see him you know break his foot and be all bloody and even that scene with him just all beat up like sitting in the shower just ah like that that feeling i want that feeling i'm gonna get it with death stranding (laughs) and he's gonna he's gonna have to go through so much to try and do whatever it is that he has to do i just i can't wait to live in that world see that character and and go on that journey with him i just it was outstanding it's my number one death stranding it'll always be my number one until it hits that's oof man
2: just kojima fanboy (laughs) (laughs) i love negative words
1: negative words i i i didn't say he can do no wrong metal gear solid 4 was garbage but (laughs) this just it hit all the emotional peaks
2: i'm excited for it even though uh, this particular trailer like i said the actual gameplay stuff for me was not clicking uh But the the mystery of it and trying to figure out what in the holy hell is going on and how he's slowly piecing it together in these different trailers, I'm totally digging that, and I love the little bits of info and this new little piece you get here and there. It's awesome, and I really like it, and I cannot wait to check it out. I just hope that over time the gameplay portion gets filled in a little bit more because it looked like he was kind of just meandering around, and that was like, meh, you know? So... But it was definitely interesting. As Matt said, it is definitely something to be hyped about.
0: yeah, i'm I still have no idea what this game is about, but i'm I'm really I'm really into it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not usually drawn to games that are dark and gloomy and scary and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. but I feel like there's a deeper meaning behind the whole game, mm-hmm. that maybe the the dark, shadowy figures are actually the souls of people or pure evil you have the baby that works the blinking light thingy (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that symbolizes innocence to me so maybe that's scaring away the evil or the other side or you know whatever trying to keep it away from the living so Mm -hmm. there's i feel like there's definitely something deeper in the game and i want to know what it's about
1: so that's another thing that i i totally forgot to mention about this trailer i mentioned it before with eric's thing about control i like that this trailer doesn't explain a lot none of the trailers have explained anything and not only that but again going with those vibes that i've got from the trailer this one especially had really good like old school sci-fi music to it that accentuated like the weird or otherworldly or mysterious aspects of the trailer I mean, I mean everything that we've seen from it is weird and otherworldly and mysterious but this trailer i thought was just oh just spot on with the music the camera cuts the way the music matched with certain things that were going on on the screen i would have been so angry if i didn't get to mention that music but that music just Added to the just blow Matt away entirely experience, <laughs> outstanding. I loved it. Ugh, God, Jesus Christ, I'm gonna. Oh, I want to okay. go watch it again, but I don't <laughs> want to ruin it for myself, so I'm not gonna. I'm gonna watch it only the two times, and mm-hmm. then when there's a new one, I'm gonna go watch that one. Mm-hmm. So that wraps up all of my thoughts on Death Stranding, which will be the best game that's ever gonna be released for anything. And so, since I'm wrapping that up, we might as well wrap the show up.
0: Imposters wrap up.
1: So what did you guys enjoy the most from E3? What were your top games, top trailers, top things you're looking forward to? Let us know. Me, Eric, and Danny. Let all of us know via email, info at thirdshift.me. On the Twitter, at ThirdShiftME. And find us on Facebook if you're a grandpa. Uh, You find us under (laughs) ThirdShift.
2: That's right. Indeed, you can. And you can also find this wonderful thing called Patreon out there. We are on there. We treat it like a tip jar. If you got $1, go ahead and throw it in. If you got $5, hey, that'd be great. If you got $1,000, give it to me so I can give it to my kids for college. Danny tried to do that last week, but she did not make it quite right. Let me tell (laughs) you.
0: I tried, Eric. I tried.
2: I'm the master. I'm the man. If you don't got a dollar to give, that's okay, too, because you know what? You have a mouth and eyes and ears and fingers, and if you don't have fingers, well, you should have been smarter about yourself because you got them chopped off doing something stupid. You can go give us likes, comments, mailbag questions, all those wonderful things on the different things that Matt already mentioned, and we wish you would do so because it motivates us to keep doing fun, awesome things for everybody out there in this
1: wonderful world. And speaking of fun, awesome things, this podcast drops every two weeks on Tuesday. So we'll be back in your ear holes on the 10th of July. Oh, my God, July for our very next episode. You can find those episodes on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Podbean. As Eric always says, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. And hey, Danny... Why don't you plug your stuff? Where do people find you on the Twitter? What's your Facebook account? What's your home address? What's your cell phone number? (laughs) How tall are you? I don't know. All your vital (laughs) statistics. What are your three measurements? Give those out to the people.
0: (laughs) You guys can find me on Twitter under Usakoi84 and also under Light Up the Galaxy. That's L-I-T-E where I handle most of my Japanese culture fun time stuff.
2: You know, we need you guys to go over there and give her art some five-star ratings. We need to give you her, her likes, all the good stuff in the world to keep her motivated, to keep doing more artwork. I think that would be fantastic. And you know what else is fantastic? It has five-star ratings for IG2G and, of course, Third Shift proper. Because Third Shift deserves those five-star ratings. Because we need souls to consume. And I haven't had a soul in weeks, and I'm hungry for more. Please give them to me. And if Matt doesn't tell his five-star story soon, I'm going to consume his soul.
1: You know who else has souls? Our beautiful patrons. So if you are on the Patreon and you haven't seen my post about TS100 yet, send us your submissions. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go join up on the Patreon. You can see what I'm talking about. there's a tease for you. Get that money rolling in. And with that, unless anybody's got anything else to say, all I'm going to say is
2: don't don't forget forget to to save.